0: You may be surprised by what happened to the Minnesota Wild tonight against the Winnipeg Jets, unless you've been paying attention all season. The Minnesota Wild, the ultimate tease, drop a big one to the Winnipeg Jets here tonight after an emotional victory yesterday against Vancouver. We'll talk about what went wrong. We'll talk about what continues to go wrong against big-time Western Conference contenders. That is all coming up on tonight's Locked on Wild Postcast. Let's fire it up. You are Locked on Wild Postcast, part of Locked on Minnesota on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Minnesota wild fall by a score of six to three to the Winnipeg Jets here tonight. And our Lockdown wild postcast is officially underway. Apologies for the lateness of the hour. I was pulling double duty, uh, covering section hockey playoffs tonight and had an hour drive on uh, both ends. So got back into town at about 10 20 or so. And listening to the to the final bit of this game, listening to the third period of this game, I was trying to decide what is the appropriate angle to take for this game? Do we get mad? Do we roll our eyes? Do we say, here we go again? This is the ultimate tease. And I got to the point that I should bring something concrete the table. I should bring something that is indisputable proof as to what is going on with this team. And so I sat at my computer for 20 minutes going through every single game against current playoff teams that the Minnesota Wild have played this season. Are you ready for the findings Let's get to it. So the Minnesota wild have played a grand total of 30 games against current playoff teams and their current record in the 30 games against current playoff teams. This is East and West. We'll dive into it a little more after that. Denny, you're going to love these stats. Um, That I dug up. I'm so glad you just hopped in because this this is this is indisputable proof as to what we have seen all season. So 30 games against current playoff teams. The Minnesota Wild in those games are 12, 17 and one in those 30 games. They've scored 92 goals, which equates out to 3.07 goals per game. In those 30 games, they have given up 124 goals, which is 4.13 goals per game. The Minnesota Wild power play over the course of those 30 games is 21 of 91, which is 23%. Not bad, not terrible. Uh the Minnesota Wild penalty kill in that same uh that same vein. 31. 31- um uh, 68 of 99 68 of 99 which is 68.69% um and we just we just continue to see the same thing play out every time this wild team goes up against these types of teams and let's like let's just be let's just be honest here Uh, The wild had some moments in this game where they pushed the temple, but what did Winnipeg have? What does Winnipeg have that is better on both ends than the uh, Minnesota wild currently have at this point. And uh, we'll get Alex McLeoddy's thoughts here in just a second. The Winnipeg jets have better goaltending. The Minnesota wild may boast better high end players than the Winnipeg Jets, but the Winnipeg Jets have far more depth. The Winnipeg Jets have line combinations that can get it done. And honestly, the Winnipeg Jets are just a better team. Like, that's just like, let's not, let's just not mince words. The Winnipeg Jets are a better team. The Colorado Avalanche are a better team. The Dallas Stars are a better team. And that's why the Minnesota Wild are 0-7. Against those three teams so far this season have not even come close to a win against the likes of Colorado, of Dallas, of Winnipeg. And we bring Alex Micheletti into the uh, conversation here this evening and (laughs) talk about a uh, talk about an emotional letdown. And honestly, it was one that we could see coming from the, the moment that yesterday's game ended is yeah. it's going to be real it's going to be real hard for the wilds to be able to um to be able to get back up after expending all that energy to make that comeback but you know it just it seems like this team kind of reverted to some of the things that go wrong in these games where you are passing up shots the goaltending just does not hold up and you take a ton of penalties And these teams that you're playing that are legitimate Western conference playoff teams, turns out their power plays can score. Yeah. Hello, Kyle Connor.
1: I mean, they, uh, they were ready to get their cookies tonight. Um, But uh, I mean, this team needs better goaltending too. I mean, uh, you're not obviously going to get 10 every night, but the goaltending can't, you can't give up. Oh, another, it's just, you know, Uh, another game where they give up, you know, uh, five goals, six as the empty netter, but that's just that you can't, you can't win consistently when you're goalie, both goalies are just giving up a lot of goals. It's, it's, it's frustrating. And then, I mean, Bogosian getting hurt too now. So (laughs) that I did the, uh, the uh, Woody gif. I'm back. Uh, You know, uh, John Merrill, Could be uh, in the lineup against Edmonton with Connor McDavid. (laughs) You can't make it up. And Chisholm looked like he got banged up too. So I mean,
0: thankfully he came back at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but
1: you know you never. I don't know. know. Maybe
0: maybe the fact that you gave up six goals to the Jets will prompt the coaching staff to say, you know, we got to make some changes, and so it's time to bring both. Merrill and Goligoski back into the lineup <laughs> because let's be honest, we have seen we've seen that happen so far this season. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Just I like I, I was mad for a different reason. I broke my mic stand at my game tonight, and so it, it's I'm trying to hold it up for dear life here tonight. So I was mad about that. I was mad about the game that I had on the other ends, and then I listened to the entire third period, and we got. Just the same thing that has happened a lot this season is, hey, how about that comeback in the third period, though? But something that we have not talked about enough, and when you have games like you do against Vancouver, where it's fun at the end, you kind of push it off to the side. But we got we to start asking ourselves why this team continues to fall behind in these critical games. You give up two goals in the first 14, or not in the first 14, you give up two goals in a 14-second span to fall behind 2-0. Then you give up a goal right away in the first two minutes of the the second period to fall behind 3-0. You get a goal to make it 3-1. You immediately give up another goal and then another goal after that like this is just a common problem for this wild team is that as much as they want to convince us that they are a playoff team, just continue to fall behind to, and, you know, don't overlook the fact that yes, you made the comeback against Vancouver. You also fell behind five to two in that game.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh it's not a trend that, that you want to see and uh, you know, they could have, if they would have won tonight, they would be tied for a playoff spot. It just, yeah, these, these, uh, division losses really are killer because you look at Nashville and they're playing Vegas tonight and they're up four to one on Vegas. It's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. So now, now Vegas is going to be, or uh, sorry, now Nashville is going to be tied, uh, with St. Louis uh, for that final wild card spot. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, and Nashville has some, Nashville has a really easy schedule coming up. You know, they get Anaheim, you know, they get San Jose. So, I mean, they get some cookies coming up. Um, so they're going to get right back in the thick of things. And, uh, you know, if they didn't have Roman Yossi, I don't know what what they would do. He's just, uh, he does it all for them.
0: I want to bring up something too. I listened to a little bit of uh, Lou Nanny with Dan Barrero today on my drive to my my game to call. He brought up a fascinating point that I had not considered before this moment, but it's absolutely true, is that the Wild, yes, were technically two points out of a playoff spot. Technically, it's three because the Minnesota Wild have, amongst these playoff hopefuls, the fewest wins of any of the teams, whether it be Nashville, whether it be St. Louis, whether it be the Los Angeles Kings. And so you have to get ahead of those teams because the tiebreaker is wins. Of course. And so you're not two points out, you're three points out. And so this is where what we've pointed to all season long about squandering these points. This is where that Buffalo game bites you in the ass because yeah. you're three points. you got to leapfrog teams and then you lay a point down on the table against the Buffalo freaking Sabres. You can't, you can't find a way to close that game out. Like we just, and I know I've been pretty, pretty all over the place over the last couple of weeks with are we back? Are we not back? This stuff just all adds up. And at some point, at some point, and that point gets closer and closer. If you do not, find ways to get these done that's it right that's all that's it
1: yeah (laughs) see you later yeah it's uh (laughs) yeah he he just yeah um you just don't know what you're gonna get night to night with this team too you know (laughs) just uh like like you've said all all year too they uh um You know, they just uh, um, they can go on a run and then, you know, just lay an ultimate egg. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so frustrating
0: and it's like it's fantastic that they have juice left in the tank to be able to score what essentially are garbage time goals. I'm being I'm being super negative now again. But that's basically what it is. It's garbage time goals. It's right. it's no different than the NFL when you're down by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and you get two or three scores to make it close. <laughs> it's garbage time stats. Yeah. yeah but 100%. like let's let's bring up what Denny throws out here before we uh before we break and we move to questions, because there's a lot of questions to get to here tonight. We'll we'll talk about Marco Rossi, who obviously had the two goals tonight uh after getting demoted to the fourth line, which I for my mental sanity, I'm going to just try to talk through as opposed to break my microphone. Um, the Wild have 26 games left, and in order to get to 95 points, they need 37 points. They need to win 18 games to get to that mark. So 18 and 8, is the that's the mark. That's the mark that you have to at minimum, at minimum, that's the mark that you have to hit. Honestly, it's probably going to have to be a little higher than that. Like, but that's that's the floor that you can afford to to have and it feels like this team is in this stretch going to go like 16 and 10. Enough to keep us in the conversation, but not enough to get it done and then you can point to every single game that points were squandered that you started flat because there are plenty of opportunities. There are plenty of games (laughs) on the table where you say, man, if we could have just gotten the early lead in this one and it would have played, it would have played out differently. There are like 15 games that you can pick from because there are 15 ish games that have just been thrown away this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the ones that are the most killer are these division ones. I mean, that is that that's the hardest because every time it every time it seems like they lose to a divisional opponent, one of their other teams that they're chasing or is right above them wins and they went and they beat a difficult opponent. I mean, Vegas, they own the wild and (laughs) uh, for the most part, and uh, you know, Nashville's, National's going to win tonight uh, unless they completely collapse with the backup goalie in too. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, I mean, what do you think too about, uh, Johansson and, and Freddie again, just, it's another night of just straight <laughs> cardio going to lifetime fitness. I mean, you can't make that up.
0: Well, I, um, I I tweeted it out the line stats for um, Marcus Johansson <laughs> over the last twelve games and what let's is just,
1: he doing out there? Just... Let's
0: just count the number of times that we get over. Let's just count the number of times we get over one shot. That's the benchmark. That is insane. That that's a benchmark over one shot twice. Two times. Two times. And he's you on special
1: mo- teams, too.
0: He, more, he's on
1: special teams.
0: You have more games in which there have been zero shots. Five. Including t- no, tonight Tonight there was one. One or two. I think Amanda said there were two tonight. So you now have three games over the last 13 that Johansson has managed multiple shots. I just, I, I just, I don't understand it. Right. And the coaching staff continues to say like Heinz went out of his way the other day to say that Johansson is, is skating really well and is making an impact. And I just like, I know I'm not a coach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Am I just, am I blind to it? Like, am I, am I missing, am I missing the contributions? Like, Somebody tell me because if I'm wrong, like if I'm wrong about this, if I'm wrong about what Marcus Johansson has been bringing to this team, if I'm wrong about being critical about John Merrill, if I'm wrong about what we've said about Freddie Goudreau's five-year extension, please tell me because there's, I don't like ripping people into the ground. There's no just, accountability. I'm that's am it
1: how I see it. That's that's the most fr- frustrating thing. There's no accountability. Where 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 is the accountability? I I, I just. That's that's what's frustrating, too. I mean, that this is something that Nashville fans warned us about, too, with Hines, too. There's, you know, there's no calling out guys. It's like there needs that needs to happen. And if a guy needs to spend a night or in the press box, even if they're a veteran, send a message to some of these guys. I mean, they can't just continue to get heavy minutes and not be held accountable.
0: Um, I'm laughing because this is this is i'm gonna say this this is a bold take this is the greatest joke in the history of a locked on wild postcast oh boy i need to i need to call attention to this because this is masterful by cinerary i'm calling him marcus chris hansen because he needs to have <laughs> a seat over there
1: well done C- <laughs> God. All right. That's all I we wish got I was for tonight. That's brilliant. That, that's, that, that's a winner. That's a that's banner. Fantastic. Yes. That's
0: fantastic. That is so well done.
1: We'll remember that one for sure.
0: Um, We got a lot to get to. And again, apologies for starting this late, but I really wanted to get through and I'll probably talk about that more at some point here in the next couple of days. Um, Those stats against Western conference playoff teams, because that's hideous. But we're going to talk about Marco Rossi's night tonight. He obviously had two goals. He now is tied with Connor Bedard from a goals perspective. And um, yeah, we got a lot more to get to here as we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Minnesota Wild lose tonight six to three. If you're surprised you have not been paying attention all season, I'll just say that again. And uh, we'll talk more about tonight's game and what it means going forward. As we continue tonight's Locked and Wild postcast after this. Tonight's Locked and Wild postcast is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet. That's hundred and fifty bucks if your bet wins. You can put it on anything. You could have put it on the Winnipeg Jets tonight. You could have put it on the over. Anything that wins as a $5 bet gets you 150 bucks in bonus bets. You can use those bonus bets for your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast also brought to you by game time as the weather improves and gets better. I mean, it's not bad as it is. It was 50 degrees today. As the weather moves towards spring, that means concert season is upon us. And whether you want to see the Minnesota Timberwolves in their push towards a number one seed in the Western Conference Whether you want to see the Minnesota Twins, whether you want to see your favorite artist in concert, Game Time can help make that as stress-free of a process as possible. Game Time offers you last-minute deals plus views from every seat in the venue. No longer will you have to pick seats that are obstructed and find out when you get to where you're going. They also don't hide any of their fees. So what you see is what you will pay for your tickets when you hit the checkout line. Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Minnesota Wild lose by a score of six to three. And we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Alex, before we get into questions and uh general comments from the listeners, what'd you think of Marco Rossi's effort tonight? Even though it came with the likes of uh Vinny LaTerry and Jake Lucchini. I guess, you know, I I saw some people comment. I guess, honestly, we should view this from a speed perspective as an upgrade over what he had. It just sucks that it leads to him, you know, being put in that fourth line role. Um, But LaTerry, I think, offers more. It's pretty obvious he offers more than Freddie Goudreau at this point. And Mm -hmm. Jake Lucchini a little more offensively than what, um, you know, Brandon Duhame offers. So yeah. I guess it's an upgrade, but.
1: I, I mean, he shouldn't be the one being demoted to. I, I just, correct. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I really don't get it. And uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I know these guys are fan favorites. Uh, Duhame and Dewar are bringing nothing to the team right now. Absolutely nothing. Um, and that that's frustrating you got guys in in higher roles that don't deserve it. And for he, for him to be the scape or the, the guy that has to get demoted, that's, that's unfair. And he, what, he scored three, uh, three games in a row. So, I mean, he's doing his part. He's doing more than some veterans that have been in the league for almost, almost a decade. So uh, as a rookie, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's unfortunate that he's where he is right now, but uh, he can can he continues to produce no matter what. So you got to be excited about that and for his future.
0: And I um I I hope I'm quoting this right because Denny just pointed out, you know, it's fourth line by name. Mm-hmm. If the minutes are there, why is that comment? There we go. Um, that's not the right one. My computer now yeah. is causing issues. It's not a fourth line if the minutes are there. So it's fourth line in name, but mm-hmm. he played 12 minutes, 51 seconds tonight. He played 132 on the power play. Even strength time, he had more than... Well, he was right about even with pretty much everybody else. Um, I, I saw somebody say that Um, there was a thought that maybe Rossi was being a little tentative and that but but again like i don't even want to go down that road because if that's even remotely accurate like what what is going on with other guys right like i i just i don't know like it's just this team is just such a tease like 100 win four games in a row most Mm -hmm. of them come against teams that don't really concern you you beat one team in vancouver That is above you in the standings and it's like, see, we're (laughs) back. We never left. And then you go and you do something like this. I just, I'm just frankly, I'm tired of it. Yeah,
1: no, I'm right there with you.
0: (laughs) And we're, we're going to get this song and dance the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Like just, it's just a slow march to the ends of the pier. Um, So let's get to the comments because I have been up since 5 a.m. I went to bed at 1 a.m. I worked from 5 a.m. until, well, from 6 a.m. till about 1030. So I've had a day. Yeah. So I'm tired of talking. So we're going to get to the comments from our lovely listeners. Dougie starts it off. Rossi came to the party. Chisholm continues to look pretty good carcass or marcus chris hansen continues to seem to weigh down whoever's on his line what does it take to get him off the second line and dougie we
1: we're all trying to figure that out it's uh um you know you don't you don't hear anything from heinz either too it just what you, you do here the... is
0: he's skating well like he he continues to skate well it's like i don't know like at this point, at this point, you might as well just put Marilyn Gologoski back in the lineup. Like right. what do I care? You know, the way
1: Chisholm's playing too, he you you might want to put him on the top power play. Uh it's just uh he's he's looked phenomenal out there with his passing. I, I really like this game right now.
0: Yeah, he, he looks like somebody and um happy birthday to Kevin Gorg, by the way. Yeah. Um he threw this out with PA. And honestly, like I know there's going to be some some crinkling of noses at this, but he threw out the possibility of going with a Bogosian Chisholm third pairing next year, which implies then that Marilyn Golagoski are completely out of sight, out of mind. I know we would love to give Damon Hunt an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we all as fans want to continue to see this team trend in a younger direction. But if if you're given the choice between Merrill and Goligoski and Chisholm Bogosian, eighty four million six hundred twenty three seven thousand times out of whatever number I just said, you're taking Chisholm and Bogosian.
1: And uh, they said on the telecast the other night too, and I agree. I mean, Bogosian's only thirty three. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not like he's thirty nine. You know, he's he's still. I mean, that's 33 is not, not old. I don't think. Yeah.
0: I honestly, like if we're, if we get to the point where it's like, okay, a couple of these veterans are coming back. Bogosian is probably near the top of the list in terms of players. I would have zero problem with coming back to this team next year, but that's not my call. That is our general manager's call as all of these situations are. And so, that's just what we deal with. Amanda joining us tonight. We knew we were due for an L and like I, I talked about this in the YouTube comments yesterday is it just was going to be tough for, and we talked about this mm-hmm. Alex in yep. today's episode earlier yeah. today, which feels like 30 years ago. <laughs> it does. It um, does it just it's the emotional letdown yeah after a big game like that you expend so much energy so much emotion with that crazy comeback just ask the minnesota vikings how that went after the minneapolis miracle going to go up against the philadelphia eagles in the nfc championship game they had yeah. a lot of fun in that one didn't they <laughs> yeah you're totally right amanda
1: they just uh I mean the Jets outworked the the wild too and you you saw their top line. Uh I mean Kyle Connor was was ready to go and Mark Shifley looked great. And uh Monahan, uh I talked about it in our episode earlier today. I said Monaghan always plays well against the wild. It goes all the way back to when he was with the Flames and when they were rolling with Goudreau and and all those guys, Lindholm, Kachuk. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he uh, he loves playing against the wild. And it was, you know, Rick Bonus, I think he really loves playing against the wild, too. I think he really gets him going. Rick um, Bonas, goes all the way back.
0: Pete DeBoer. Yeah. Yeah. Um they, they find a way Ruby. to get under the
1: wild yeah they all three of those guys love love to play against the wild and they get under their skin and with their
0: comments and they're they're really sneaky about what they say isn't it amazing isn't it amazing how all of the games against the central division opponents this year that the wild have lost have mirrored identically what has gone wrong in the postseason the last two years yes almost as if it's a full tell and who was who was coaching Vancouver when the Wild lost in the bubble? Is that Paul Maurice?
1: Uh no, no. Or was it no. it was Winnipeg? Uh
0: or was it Vancouver? Which, I don't which, even which, remember. In the um, in the bubble? Yeah.
1: Uh Was it I'm trying to think. Oh God, they've been through
0: so long. <laughs> yeah,
1: they've been through a couple of coaches uh yeah, it's uh... <laughs> I don't even
0: remember. I'm not yeah. even going to attempt to, but I feel like it was Paul Maurice. And so you ask him, he probably has the same feelings. If it was Paul Maurice, um, I sing too much. To be honest, tonight wasn't a bad game from the team. Fleury probably wants to forget a couple of those goals, but he still gave them some saves. The Jets were simply the better team. Yeah, it's again, we talked about it to start the postcast tonight. The Wild had some good opportunities. Early on in that game, it's just it always comes down to like a f- 30 seconds of just kind of losing composure, losing contain and the teams that the Wild go up against capitalize on it every single time. You know who
1: it was? I had to look it up for you because I knew um, it was just going to stay in my head. Travis Green. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> He was yeah, yeah. And then he got he got fired and uh Bruce Boudreaux took over after that, and now it's talk it, but yeah, Travis Green was there for, for a little bit.
0: Add him to the list. <laughs> that that one really hurt. That one stings. But yeah, and that it, was I,
1: yeah, and that series, Kevin Fiala just was he always ended up in the penalty box, too. That was hmm. yeah, they got. He got, it got in his head for sure.
0: Funny how that stayed when he left. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm being salty again. I need to just, because like here, this, so this is, this is the, this is the boil it down to the absolute bare bones truth about this wild team compared to the likes of Winnipeg of Dallas of Colorado. Those teams are better. And with the fact that you have $14 million, you can't spend that can get you closer to where those teams are at. Mm -hmm. It's just, and we have been, we have seen this coming for the last couple of seasons that eventually that was going to be too big of a burden to be able to seriously compete against these teams. And it's just, as this process goes, as this team gets older, it is more and more evident every time you play that you can go through a night in which you say, yeah, you didn't play all that bad, but it's the same things over and over and over and over that lead to these losses. It's penalties. Ryan Hartman and another bad one tonight. Mm. And it's teams capitalizing on those again, against these 30 in these 30 games that the wilds have played against western and eastern conference playoff teams they are allowing the opponent to have over a 30 percent power play in 30 games and the attempts are similar but everybody knows the book on this team get them to the penalty box get them frustrated they will get retaliatory penalties like nobody's business and then you just capitalize on the power play that's as simple as it is against this team
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an easy, easy book. And they get they get rattled. They uh yeah, they just uh they get out of body and uh you know and then when you're down to five defensemen too, it's uh I don't know how many teams can win when you're when you're playing short on the back end.
0: Yeah, not ideal. Um Amanda would like to see Rossi, Zuccarello, and Connor Dewar get the opportunity on line two. The the re, the way that this could work is the fact that you have so many guys that are capable of playing center and or playing wing um i i like the idea to provide speed that'll actually attack on that second line i just i don't know like i i would like i'd like to see just about anything else at this point but you gotta have a a third guy that shoots the puck though that
1: the thing the do the thing with doer though is he just doesn't shoot the puck so i mean one guy that should be up here right now is adam beckman you can't tell me that he wouldn't shoot the puck all he does is shoot the puck in the ahl he continues to score why is he not up here even if you could swap him and um because uh, no one's going to uh, pick up Lucchini even if he has to go on waivers um, and get, get Beckman up here. Uh, he he needs to play up here. Uh, it's got to be so frustrating for him to just be toyed around with.
0: Yeah, it's and this is just this is just this win it all costs and coaches by and large. This is not this is not a wild specific problem. Coaches, by and large, when put in situations in which they absolutely have to win, prefer veterans because you at minimum know you're going to get this. Now, you may not get a higher ceiling than rookie players, but you can pretty much pencil in what you're going to get from particular rookie or veteran players, which is ironic even saying that that's the general consensus. But like we've seen that play out a million times this year where you don't even get like you're not getting that and yet they continue to play and so it led me to even wonder aloud how many of these guys have games played incentives in their contracts right i couldn't find anything on cap friendly i looked for number 4 in particular to see if he had one i couldn't find anything so if they did build it in they hit it pretty good <laughs> but i don't know um let's talk a little bit about Bogosian I'm um, trying to kind of sift through these comments as I can, because I know with as long of tangents as I've gone on so far tonight, we are way behind on the comments, right. but sorry, everybody, we'll get through as many as we can. Again, I've been up for about 19 hours. So yeah. yeah with, it.
1: with, with Bogo, um, you know, Russo put out that Heinz uh, said in, in the press conference that, they don't know. So when when they say that, that, that always scares me because some, a lot of times I think deep down, they know, and they just don't want (laughs) to, they don't want to say anything. As we know in hockey, they never tell you exactly what it is ever. No, I I don't think that's ever going to change. It's, it's frustrating. um, But uh, uh, we know it's upper body, so who knows what it, you know, (laughs) you know what it is you know hopefully it's not concussion because um, that can linger but we know it's somewhere in the upper body so that's that's um, never a good thing
0: and heinz went so far as to say that he thought it happened before the blocked shot which is even worse right because so...
1: yeah, it, yeah who, who knows uh yeah it uh you know, hopefully it's nothing like pec, you know, pectoral related or or anything like that, because that that can be bad too.
0: Well, look on the bright side. There are two players ready to step back in at <laughs> will. A <laughs> couple pylons that. Are <sighs> this just, team. This can team. We, can we just get to April nineteenth?
1: Right. Yeah, and they just they, and they love. Uh, yeah, you know, they love uh, having eight defensemen on the, on the roster. You know, it's
0: like... <laughs> uh, putting me through it. Putting me through it. The problem is the Wild will continually lose to the central top teams, but beat other teams. Adam is calling it now. They either make the playoffs and are one and done, or barely miss it. You know what's going to happen here. They're going to barely, because of the number of games that this team has had in which they have squandered opportunities, it's going to be a win and in. I'll lay it out right now. I'll lay it out for you right now. Final game of the season is going to be a win and in. And it's going to require two points in regulation. Not overtime two points in regulation because it'll be them in Seattle at the end. If Seattle gets a point while they're eliminated and the wild will squander a goal in the final five seconds, 30 seconds, they'll give up the game time goal in the final 30 seconds. And will the game will go to overtime, which will eliminate the Minnesota wild from playoff contention and they will still win the game. And so you will have 18,000 fans on hands going like this <laughs> we we won it, it's gonna come it's gonna come down to squandered points at this point in the year it's gonna come down to squandered points like you just did against Buffalo like you've done 10 other times and they'll finish just outside the playoffs and the spin will be well we battled till the end we didn't give up And then you can go collect a number 22 pick, just like every other year for the past 25 years of this franchise's existence. Like, are we, are we in, uh, are we in a time warp here? (laughs) Time loop? Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, How about a line second line of Rossi Zuccarello and any other forward that brings some effort. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising how small that list is.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not, not many.
0: Heinz is the anti-Evison when it comes to lines, he changes them up when it makes no sense to do so. Even when changes are needed, he decides to put Rossi on the last line, but not Freddie or Johansson. How about Alex during the game today? <laughs> In, like, the, the mini
1: change, the mini yeah, change? in the
0: first period, blew up the top line of Kaprizov, Eric and Boldy for like a shift. And then Russo tweeted, First line is back together. It's yeah, like
1: was super weird. Huh? I don't know what, what happened there. Are yeah. you out of your minds? <laughs> yeah, crazy. And then at the last minute, to change uh, uh Rossi and, and Hartman, too. That was
0: sure worked on the rossi side on the other sides (laughs) did we hartman had three shots and three hits also a penalty in which i do believe the jets scored on Mm -hmm. at that point it's hard to tell because they went i think they were two for four on the power play just like the minnesota wild were but um, can yeah, Freddie and Johansson be sent to Iowa or is that not allowed? Yeah.
1: You're just paying them down there. You're paying, yeah. <laughs> you're paying them to be in Iowa. Just, you know,
0: I you know. can like somebody, if, if I'm wrong on this, light it up in the comments again, cause I like to try to learn stuff as I go. Um, you can just put them on waivers mm-hmm, and if yeah. nobody claims them, then they just go down to Iowa. Right. That would that would be the process at least as I understand it of mm-hmm. getting a player off of the NHL roster and putting him on the Iowa uh, Iowa roster if they have a one-way deal mm-hmm. you gotta waive them guess what I don't think anybody's gonna claim any of those guys and no. even if they do even if they do you would find me bawling my eyes out on my living room floor saying thank you All
1: right. Right.
0: Thank you. I don't think you'd have to worry about that. But again, like we have to we have to get to the point that the general manager says this isn't going to cut it. Right. And with his his most recent comments, which were at that mid-season state of the team, not even close. Right. And if anything the wins that have Been compiled here in the second half of the season, have further tilted it to um, to keeping these guys because they're good vets and um, yeah. I I like this spin. I like this spin by Dougie on this. At this point, Rossi on the fourth line isn't a demotion because Lettieri and Lucchini are playing with speed and effort. Which I think is why, because I, I I believe it was, I think it was Brett Marshall that said at the end of the um, Vancouver game, mm-hmm. that combination got put together, and that's when Rossi scored his goal. So, I mean, give those guys a little minutes bump if that's the case. and right. Like, you've got that entire third line of <sighs> Freddie Goudreau and the Dewey's (laughs) I, I I don't know folks I'm I'm at this point in the season I'm just I'm tired of the same things playing out on a nightly basis and some people throwing their arms up and being like gee why is this happening why does this continue to happen and being like we've seen this coming from a mile away the entire season And it just continues to play out like we're Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. And you just wake up and you relive the same day over and over and over again. Like winning three three or four games in a row, going on a five-game point streak. Awesome. Super fun. It is only as meaningful as your next win. And then you get rocked. And this has happened ten different times this season. And I just... I just want some symmetry in messaging. Like, yeah, we know this is going to be tough, but no team's ever going to say that because they're still trying to sell tickets, and so it's right. pedal to the metal for the season for the rest of the year. And I just
1: Nashville just beat Vegas too, so they are. I'm just tired. They are, they are tied for a playoff spot now, so
0: I am just tired of this and. Knowing that this is going to be how this plays out for the rest of the season, right, folks? I'm tired. Locked and wild ASMR edition. <laughs> um, Denny, we are we're working on the we're working on the Sunday show. Yeah, I'm. I just I have been just swamped mm-hmm. with everything else going on. We will get it. We'll get it. I loved your idea about doing the town hall. I think that's the exact way to do these.
1: Yeah, 100%. We'll,
0: we'll get them incorporated. It may take one or two weeks to get everything put together, but we're not going to run from it. We're going to do it right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to get it added into the mix. It just might take me a week or two to, uh, to get it going, if I even have any energy in the tank to... <laughs> <laughs> to do it yeah We'll we will do it on sunday i'm thinking noon i'm thinking noon is a good time chime it in the comments if, if noon works for everybody we'll do that if there's another time that works better let me know i'm very flexible as to uh as to when that happens the only benefit i can think of for us making the playoffs is getting more experience to guys like rossi and Faber. accurate this is this is what you want because you want you want the group that you're building around to gain that experience, see what that's like. They maybe don't succeed the first couple of times they go to the postseason, but to give them the opportunity to see how it works and to see what is required to see the jump that it is required for players. You either have it or you don't. That's always there's always benefit there. The rest of the lineup, in particular, many players have many years of experience of getting to the postseason and not being able to find ways to lose series in the exact same ways that they did previously. Um, Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Jeremy joining us. Greetings, Lockdown Wild Fam. Unfortunate game tonight, but to be expected. Playing the Jets at this point, Garen is sleepwalking towards another first round exit. Let's also not discount the fact that Kirill Kaprizov did not get hurt in this game. Right. That's a that that in and of itself is a uh, is a win in this one. Um, we just you just got to get more players to match. Denny's mm-hmm. right on here. Rossi plays hard every day. Rossi had the quote of the year that I continue to bring up on almost a daily basis. I just come to the rank every day and try to do my best. You should have every single player on your team eat that for breakfast.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. Because it's pretty noticeable. If you give full effort and you lose, okay. You were not the you you weren't the team to do it that day. You weren't the team to get the win. Mm-hmm. But you battled hard to the ends. But we just we see so many stretches where you fall behind two nothing. You look pretty bad in the first period, and then it's like, okay, we got to pick it up. It's like, gee, wonder why that comeback came up short because you didn't have it to start the game. Right. I don't know. Again, like We would have scored 10 if we played with more grit, worked hard, and had fun. (laughs) Touche. 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 Ooh. Rossi getting an A next season? Wow. Wow. I don't hate it. Yeah. I do not hate that in the slightest. Um, We'll have to wait and see, though. because yeah, I mean,
1: Mooses could be on the team, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to take that from a, a vet, I don't know.
0: Ooh, boy. LaPanta on the Worst Seats in the House podcast said the Wilds' playoff streak was meaningful because only pitch, Pittsburgh matched them. Well... That's when your um, that's when your ultimate goal is to get to the postseason. Like yeah. then, then it's great. That's why Bill Guerin last year said that he didn't consider last year a failure, is because the goal was to get to the playoffs. Right. We have higher aspirations than that. And again, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to tell. He works. Anybody, he works
1: for the team too. So I mean, he's he's not gonna you know.
0: I don't want to tell anybody who enjoys this team having some fun games throughout the season and just kind of wants to get them through the winter to April, maybe a postseason series in there. If there are people that that's how they enjoy this team, I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from that at all Mm -hmm. because we all take sports indifferently. But I would love to have the opportunity to see a, uh, a cup run at some point, one or two times, I, you know, as I continue to kind of get caught up here with comments, Adam's not wrong here, but like, what does Beckman have now four goals since he got sent back down?
1: Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been, he's been killing it.
0: Unbelievable. Like, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Let Judd Brackett do the whole thing. <laughs> let him handle the drafts. Let him handle the uh, let him hire. Let him handle every bit of uh, of the whole thing. Pat McLeedy and Denny from Prior Lake starting a town hall. Let's do it. Let's do it. Denny, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I just need, I just need time to get this all put together. Like it takes 50, a little bit of time. Fifty hours a week at my other job plus this. Like this is one of the few times in which I just get to the end of the day and I really don't have anything left. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will we will do it up big. We'll do it to the point that nobody else can match because that's the goal here. Mm-hmm. And uh it'll be it'll be great. Yep. Crazy how much faster we look without Felino and Maroon. Seems like we can actually roll all four lines instead of just having slugs. We'd like to see Maroon, Freddy, and Jojo gone. All three are useless. See, this is this is another thing too.
1: They like, all got extensions I'm- too, which <laughs> that, that's, that's the most, that's the most, that's the most crazy thing.
0: I'm glad this comic got brought up yeah. because this, this is, see, this perked me up a little bit yeah. because I was just thinking about this too. Yeah, This is a great comparison to what the Winnipeg Jets have oh, that the yeah. wild don't. The Winnipeg Jets built themselves on goaltending and skill and center depth those three things because guess what guess what contrary to popular belief you can find grit and size you can trade for those things guess what it's harder to trade for speed and skill yeah look at i mean way i'm way
1: harder i'm bringing up the jets uh, roster off daily face off um, Adam Lowry is their third line center, and he's 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 he was a beast tonight. Uh, and uh, Namesnikov is their fourth line center, which I mean he they got him for for nothing from Tampa. Uh, you know that was that was a great trade by them. And you add you, you add Monahan to their top six. That you know that was that was a brilliant move by them. And yeah, they're just a uh, they're stingy team. Their D is is big all their guys are big and uh um you know it just they they played i um, morrissey's smaller but i mean he played but he's he's such a good defenseman with the puck too well and
0: again you can f- like you can find size you can mm-hmm. find punch you can find bite they have they have niederreiter in their
1: bottom six and nino he he does he works his butt off i mean he every game he works his butt off and uh you know, that's, you know, they, the wild miss a type of player like him for sure.
0: What you can't find is Gabe Velarde. No. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a trade. Uh, Dubois
1: got two goals tonight for the Kings, but, uh, you know, oh that my
0: God, uh, he's the, so he's gone from, he's gone from 10 to 12. Yeah. He's been stuck on 10 for like six weeks. <laughs> the
1: new, the, yeah, the new coach I think has, has done wonders for him. Uh, who would
0: Carson. have thought, yeah. who would have thought that the Los Angeles Kings would acquire Kevin Fiala and Pierre-Luc Dubois and look like the loser he's been, he's been in both trades. Nothing.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Our Rob Blake's been having the, having a tough tough time. He's lucky Quinn Byfield has turned out to be a stud. I don't know if you saw that goal tonight, but everybody go check out Byfield's goal. It was I was hoping
0: we would get him for Freddie Goudreau <laughs> when Dean Evison gets signed as the head coach next season. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where Dean goes. I thought he was going to end up in Ottawa, but Ottawa decided to go with like a 70-year-old coach. Um so At least for the rest of the season. Yeah, at least. Yeah, that was Maybe when
0: Sheldon Keith gets yanked from Toronto.
1: Yeah, that can't. Uh he's had he's had quite the <laughs> roller coaster of a of a season as coach.
0: Because the big the the consensus thing is that Toronto needs a coach with backbone. Like they need backbone as a team. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you grit might be all they need. Yeah. That might okay. be all the Toronto Maple Leafs have been missing all these years. All right. When they, you know what <sighs> I'm going to flip my lid <laughs> if grit ends up winning a Stanley Cup somewhere like if Dean gets like if he goes to Toronto and he says Grit first. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm awesome going Matthews, to vomit. Austin Matthews, you can only
1: score. You can only score 20. You're going to be playing penalty kill.
0: I'm going to vomit. I'm going to scream my lungs out. I'm going to probably remove my lungs by <laughs> myself. And then I'm just going to sit in the corner and just cry until. <sighs> but it it really feels like that's that's on the horizon. Yeah, because yeah. pretty much any other team other than Chicago, San Jose, Columbus, but then again, maybe they're closer. Maybe they're closer than the Wild to a Stanley Cup at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean Columbus. You know they are awful, but they have. I they're think really they're. Bad. They're. Yeah, I think. I think their prospects are probably good uh, at some point, you would think. Uh, um, you know be better than the wild but we'll we'll see but uh yeah they've they've been a mess you know when they hired babcock
0: right away and then
1: (laughs) you knew that was they were just yeah in for the worst Uh, it was all downhill from there
0: i remember seeing the mike babcock decision like when they when they hired him as coach and my immediate reaction was oh no like
1: And you know, you know, biz and all those guys, they knew they, that, 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 that actually happened. And, mm-hmm. and Boone Jenner, you know, had to be in Goudreau. They just were going to, you know, um, you know, give the, the classic PR line that it wasn't as bad, but it
0: was for sure. Babcock
1: is a weird dude. Yeah.
0: Hey, let me see your phone. Ah, uh, no, that's private. <laughs> yeah. What? I want to see your pictures in your phone. Like what? No chance. Yeah. I have <laughs> no, chance. I have like 8,000 memes on my phone right that are not going to make any sense and
1: (laughs) oh no what happened now oh boy oh yeah that happened earlier this season
0: uh happened i got some dms about that so yeah happens a lot bruce jenner elite top line winger he is he's a center though isn't he
1: Bruce, uh, <laughs> Boone Jenner. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's had a heck of a season. <laughs> he was their all-star. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. I can't.
1: He, he broke his jaw earlier this season too. It's crazy. These guys, they just come back and
0: what's yeah. with all the broken jaws this season? I don't season? know.
1: It's crazy. Crazy.
0: <sighs> I don't know, folks. Um, We are we are no, we're exactly where we were through the first eight games of the season. The first 20 games of the season, the first 30 games of the season, the first 37 games of the season, the first 45 games of the season, the first 50 games of the season, the first 55 games of the season. We're, we're exactly where we were. We're just in purgatory at this point. The only one that can save us is Yarmouth Yager.
1: <laughs> yes, Freddie. He he would be he there. would he would uh he would have production on on the power play for sure. He would shoot the puck. He he would shoot the puck more than Marcus Johansson. Would, oh. just, you can't make it up that he's he's still playing pro hockey. The, this guy played against my father, which is crazy. Oh my god! Is, he's only a couple years younger than my dad, and he's still he's still playing for hockey.
0: I wonder if I can find his stats this season. His four. stats this year.
1: Yeah, go to Hockey DB or oh Elite
0: Prospects. My god! When you look at how many years
1: he's played hockey, <laughs> you keep scrolling and scrolling. The man is in his fifties.
0: He's got four assists in fifteen game in fifteen games and uh guess how many shots? Uh, Ninety-two. No, I'm so kidding. He, oh. I don't know what he <laughs> It doesn't say, but it's the fact probably. That he's still
1: he's productive at, at his age when he's going out there against guys half his age. Yeah,
0: it's and then it's honestly, the better joke, I very much did not like, I didn't see the second part of the joke here because then Yager's girlfriend can see him play hockey since she was too young to see him. Yeah. That
1: was a wild comment. I, that was like, Holy buckets, you know, only a Russian Czech type of guy would, would say, would say something like Yager. That was, that was crazy.
0: Yeah, Denny. They they had the ceremony for him in Pittsburgh. He was on the ice for warm ups. Honestly, it was pretty cool. Yeah, like was... I would love to Did you see that uh... picture
1: of them at dinner too. Before that, mm-hmm. holy moly, the amount of goals! But and I, I sent that in our group text. The 1995, 1996 Penguins, Mario Lemieux had 161 points, oh. and he missed 12 games. <laughs> they had three guys with over a hundred points on that line
0: (laughs) we've had one in the last five
1: seasons (laughs) all all their we've had one in franchise history lemieux they all had hundred points on the same line oh man just i i I wish you know i was only five years old i wish i would have been a little bit you know, more older to, you know, to watch, watch those guys. You know, just, was just, just unbelievable.
0: I wish we would have just traded Capri's.
1: <laughs> Trade the chat. I was going to, I sent this to set too. I'm sure everybody saw it on wild social, uh, you know, flurry saying caprice uh, Oh yeah. I don't know how that we was. We made that was, it. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. That was wild. We made it.
0: Mark Andre Fleury referred to Kirill Kaprizov when he read the starting lineups as Kapriz.
1: <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. I had to do a double take. I was like, "Oh my god!" Lockdown, I'll go crazy.
0: We made it. We're yep. making it everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. hey, shouts to John Merrill for listening. Love you, bud. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's all I've got. Yeah. I am. Uh, I am tired, not only of where we are at in this current season, but also the current lateness of the hour. And so (laughs) I'm going to tap out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look tomorrow for tomorrow's episode into what has happened to Freddie Goudreau, because how can you go from having 19 goals, 38 points it's having three goals and seven assists through like 40 games.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: So I'm going to look at all the areas in which Freddie Goudreau was utilized before Dean Evason was fired and how it has changed because turns out it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a little bit of a shift. So we'll talk about that. I love you all. Thank you for joining us. Even a late one here tonight, as I tried to hit you with some stone cold stats, working on getting final plans ironed out for our Sunday show. Um, I will, I'll put it in tomorrow's episode for comments um, for what time I I'm thinking noon at this point, but honestly if people want it to be earlier, if they want eleven. I'm I'm up for whatever. I don't really have anything going on on Sunday, so we'll uh, we'll get that ironed out as we get closer to the end of the week. But for now, that's all I got. Alex, thanks for joining yep. us here tonight, and uh, listeners, make sure to hit the like button before you head out for the night. We'll have new episodes for you coming up tomorrow as well as throughout the rest of the week. I am going to take a Red Bull because need it. <laughs> yes. All right, noon it is. Noon is. Perfect. So make sure to join us for Sunday's noon show this weekend. Uh, more details coming up on that here throughout the rest of the week. Thanks for joining us. Minnesota wild lose six to three. We talked about it for an hour and six minutes. Who else is going to do that? Yeah. So make sure to uh, subscribe and smash the like button before you head out of town. We've got new episodes for you all week long as part of the locked on podcast network.